Hello, 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 my little lovelies. Thank you for joining Aunt Lee's Treasures. I am your host, Aunt Lee, and co-host, Coach T. Aunt Lee's Treasures is a platform to share little gems from our youth to help you, to help, you know, might give you a little piece of advice that just might help you. Come on, learn something new with our Did You Know segment. Get healthy with Coach T as she uh, shares on her Back to Roots segment little healthy tidbit eating and exercise tips. Enjoy a spotlight of our Black entrepreneurial uh, shout outs to new and upcoming artists of all kinds. Uh, As we try to help those leave a a footprint on life that's what we're here for each one be a blessing to someone on purpose so if you got a little honey problem and you want some hilarious advice call in leave us a message we'll be sure to answer your question in a hilarity way uh come on grab your snack grab your little pillow and join us on the porch for our next episode of Aunt Lee's Treasures. Good morning, my lovelies. This is your host, Auntie Lee. Welcome to Aunt Lee's Treasures. Thank you for joining me again for another day of 21 days of prayer and fasting. These episodes are going to be full of inspiration, quotes, songs, scriptures, sermons, any way we can get that meat and potatoes in our soul. So let's start off with a daily affirmation. I am walking divinely blessed steps. Trust and believe. The power behind me is greater than the task before me. I am allowing peace to be my default mode. No more anger, no more strife, no more jealousy. No more wondering if I'm liked or not. I'm already in a default mode of I am enough. I am existing beautifully. He says so, and so it is so. Now, come on, let's get this meat and potatoes and start this next episode of 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. Romans 8.26 tells us, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. The title of this segment is You Have a Prayer Partner. Tell me. Has there ever been a time when you face a difficult situation and didn't know what to pray for or how to pray? Have you ever had more tears than words? 
Perhaps you've had questions than scriptures. Have you ever gone through something so heart-wrenching that you just pleaded with God? I don't know where to stand or what to say. Please help me, Lord. Today's passage of scriptures reminds us that we have a prayer partner who helps us in our times of weakness, whether physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. No matter the weakness, we don't have to face it alone. There is one situation we could experience whereby the Holy Spirit is not making himself available to assist us. Paul is making the point that we all get weak at times, at some point, which is why we need prayer. The term helps appears in today's scripture in the New Testament. Someone is carrying a considerable weight and another person comes alongside to take the other end of the load and share the burden with him. The word help is also used in Luke 1040 when Jesus visits Mary and Martha. Mary sat at Jesus' feet, but Martha was preoccupied with her preparations. Lord, do you not care that my sister has abandoned me to do all the serving? She exclaimed. Then tell her to help me. She wanted her sister to share the responsibilities of dinner preparations and serving. The term emphasizes that the Holy Spirit does not do everything while we do nothing. Instead, we are to continue praying and if necessary, working or obeying or doing whatever the Bible instructs us to do in our situation. But the Spirit urges us when we pray, let me hold the other end. Allow me to assist you by lifting your load and bringing it before the seat of the Father. When you don't know what to pray for, I do. So the Spirit assists us by preparing us in our times of need. What a source of inspiration that is when we just can't do it no more and the Spirit takes over. Have you ever driven a car? Have you ever driven by a car accident or had someone share unfathomable news with you? Many times you may not know how to begin praying for these situations. According to his scripture, it's unclear what kind of prayers we should offer. Our understanding of the situation we're praying for is limited. We are unaware of critical factors. When we're on our own, it's impossible to get the whole picture. We lack the expertise to handle every conceivable aspect of his circumstance, together with all the difficulties and obstacles it may provide. However, the Holy Spirit knows what is necessary. Lastly, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that are too deep for words. The Bible concludes, <clears throat> a groan is an unspoken expression of distress or agony. When the groanings God causes in our hearts are inspired and directed by the Holy Spirit, 
the ultimate aim of the kingdom is released, is realized. God is praised because the Father listens to and carries out the request of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, who is everywhere and knows everything, can intercede on our behalf for things our human intellect cannot perceive. Let's reflect on that a little bit. Have you ever yielded to the Holy Spirit in your heart so that he can help you in your prayer life? Do you know what it means to pray in the spirit or tongues? If not, you can contact my pastors at info at linkedupchurch.com and we can assist you in understanding that. If you didn't catch that, that's I-N-F-O at sign L-I-N-K-E-D-U-P-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Father, your plan for my life, career, business, and all the desires you have given me are understood better by the Holy Spirit than by me. As a result of his insight, he is familiar with my most private thoughts and feelings. I confess that when I pray about my life and my future, the Holy Spirit shows me exactly what I need to know. I thank you for this in Jesus' name, amen. This next segment will be praying in harmony with God's will. The reading is from Romans 8.27. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. If God already hears our prayers, why do we need a mediator? For the simple reason that we do not know how to pray as we ought, verse 26. Do you, for instance, know the true yearning of your soul? You might agree that there is a hidden need in your heart that you are not even conscious of right now, even if you think you know what it is. So the Holy Spirit thoroughly investigates your mind and soul to gather the information he needs to intercede on your behalf in prayer. He searches for clues you would not think to seek and therefore would not be able to find on your own and knows what the mind of the spirit is. He who searches the heart knows, verse 27. The Greek term for thought in this passage refers to an individual's way of thinking. Because he is searching and probing your mind, the Holy Spirit is aware of the thoughts that pass through it. He is looking for where God's will is buried within your innermost thoughts. Whatever God has placed in your heart as a dream or desire, the Holy Spirit is looking for you to fulfill them. Did you hear that? Let me say that one more time because I think I just said that to myself. Let me read that one more time. Because he is searching and probing your mind, the Holy Spirit 
is aware of the thoughts that pass through it. He is looking for where God's will is buried within your innermost thoughts. Whatever God has placed in your heart as a dream or desire, the Holy Spirit is looking for you to fulfill them. And when he does, he begins to pray about them in accordance with God's desire. Since he knows, uh, since he knows they were mapped out in advance for you on the inside. Glory to God. Glory to God. Even if you have some background knowledge on the subject, you cannot possibly know everything there is to know about those strategies at once. The Holy Spirit, on the other hand, probes and explores your mind and soul and is equipped to intervene effectively on your behalf in light of whatever he discovers there. You can now comprehend the significance of the Holy Spirit. participation in your supplications. He alone can perform the intercession. Hence, he must be in charge of it. It appears that the Holy Spirit corrects our petitions if they are not directed under God's will. As stated in the final sentence of Romans 8.27, our inability to discern God's sovereign will in the sense of his decree until after the fact is a significant limitation on our prayer life because his moral intent is clearly stated in the Bible. We can have confidence in ourselves. Praying for things not in line with the Bible is a sin. You do not have to consult God on whether to steal or make ends meet whether or not to have sexual relations outside of marriage, or whether or not to marry an unbeliever all the time, they are completely incorrect. Because God investigates and knows every heart, we should pray from the heart. Spiritual sounding prayers may impress others, but they do not please God. Pour out your heart to, <clears throat> to him completely but you could think, what if my prayers are not aligned with God's will? However, there is a mystery here that defines our explanation. Let's look at some biblical explanations and examples. Both of, <clears throat> both of Samson's parents advised him against wedlock with a Philistine. Samson's enemies were unaware that God planned to exploit his sinful motivations to punish the Philistines. You can find that in Judges 14.14. 14. Jeremiah was on the right track in asking God to protect his people from the Babylons so long as they praised God's name. However, it was God's perfect will to punish them. Mm-hmm. God's got a little attitude too. Jeremiah 14, 19 through 15, 2. Or Satan pleaded for permission to separate the wheat from the chaff by persuading Peter to deny Christ. 
<clears throat> in response to hearing such a demand, I would have prayed that Peter would be protected from sin. But Jesus, who had perfect knowledge of God's will, did not pray that Peter would not transgress. Instead, he prayed that his faith would not completely falter and that once restored, he would strengthen his brothers. You can find that in Luke 22, 31 and 32. As far as we can tell, Paul is saying that we should make every effort to pray according to God's will. But that is our petitions do not match God's predetermined plan. The Holy Spirit will adjust our supplications to conform to God's ultimate purpose. So even if it appears like God is not listening to us, rest assured that whatever you are praying for will be granted in God's perfect timing. Amen. Sometimes we got to work out a few things and work out the order of things before we can even pray right for them. Wow, let's reflect on it a little bit. Um, <clears throat> understand that you may not know how to pray as you should, but God has established prayer as a method for us to collaborate with him and carry out his sovereign will. He comforts us with the knowledge that the Holy Spirit who dwells within us compassionately receives our petitions and guides them according to God's desire before his throne. Yes. Father God, I repent of all the times I have chosen not to pray because I did not have the words, nor do I know for what to pray. Thank you for reminding me that the Holy Spirit helps me to pray in agreement with your will. I will preserve in prayer so that your will can be carried out in my life and lives in lives of others. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. And in all your prayer and, and searching, soul searching, take a moment to breathe. Take a moment to breathe and reflect. It's not a race. You don't have to prove to others how far and how fast your walk is with Christ. It's a relationship between you and him on his time. And there are lessons that we need to learn along the way. We'll be right back. Spotlight artist for tonight. Help me welcome and introduce this bombshell that I just found on Instagram. She's called The Kid Lee, new gospel singer, rapper, young girl, Generation Z. This girl is powerful as ever. The Spotlight song is called Chapter 20. It's from her new album. She says, is finally out on all platforms. The reason the meaning behind this name chapter 20 is, I feel that God has been calling me in a new chapter and into a new season. 
I feel like major changes have been happening and he's really calling me to blossom and do so much more for the kingdom. This is a confidence album. This album is about finding true identity in Christ and knowing who you are. Creating this album really reminded me of who I am and the confidence that I can have through Christ and the strength that Christ gives me. The idea of this album came to me while I was fasting. Imagine that and we're in the middle of fasting. Birthing all new things in the middle of fasting. Won't he do it? I don't know how I was going to make all of this come into place because my mind was so full of negativity about myself. I don't have any ideas in my mind about how to bring this whole album together, but still God gave me the vision. So then I let the Holy Spirit be in control, amen, and lead me through this whole thing. And at this point, it became less Leandra Kid Lee and more Jesus. Praise your name. And now it's truly a blessing to have it all finished and ready for the world to hear. I had been going through so much before God called me to fast. I was in a dry season, losing hope and feeling unworthy. And then God stepped in and after that fast, and after I became more obedient to his voice, amen, I started to see growth and I started feeling like I'm truly entering in a new chapter, new season. And God has been reminding me that I'm made new, made in his image, the head and not the tail. More than what this world sees me as and his daughter. I want this album to reach many. I want to plant so many seeds with this album. And in Jesus' name, I will. Glory to God for this young woman. I praise her and I and I pray for her steps all the way through her music career. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Rise up, saints. Rise up. Music's coming in every direction. Movies coming in every direction. Books are coming in every direction. Collabs are coming. Like-minded people are joining together. The kingdom of the Lord is on an uprise. Get ready for us. We Christians ain't no joke. We got something for the world. Praising God all the way through. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Thank you, Kid Lee, for your beautiful rendition of chapter 20. She goes on to say that she really hoped we enjoyed this album. Each one of these songs mean a lot to her and have so much meaning. I pray you guys continue to be all God has called you to be. 2023, we reaping a harvest and walking in our purpose. Amen, young sister. Enjoy the song. This time, next year, we will not be in the same spot. Unrecognizable, because he done got you through a whole lot. You undividable, they couldn't touch you with a whole pot. Nobody's stopping you. You could be the greatest. You could beat the odds. You are royalty. I decree, I declare that nothing they throw is destroying me. I was a stranger God when it took me in when they avoided me. When they told me. Man, he put me right back together when he got a hold of me. So don't let him break you. Don't let him change you. No matter who hates you. They cannot save you. You got the victory. Everything that you do is the And you got a chance to make the whole world believe you just got to breathe. 
get back to our last segment day six don't move readings from james 1 6 through 7 but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the lord can't be wishy-washy. Okay, let's move on with it. When faced with a difficult issue, it is no secret that the devil will try to shake you off your faith. However, at this critical junction, uh, when he is exerting maximum effort, you must be conscious that you are at a fork in the road. You must make a critical decision. You can either give up or stand up and say, I refuse to get pushed from my stance of faith. The Bible is true and I'm not backing down. Got to take a stand. At some point, you got to say enough is enough. Do not feel ashamed if you have previously struggled to maintain your faith in, in the face of the enemy's pressure. If the devil has knocked you off your feet, get back up, dust off and try again. Suppose you want to experience, suppose you want to experience a breakthrough in a challenging circumstance or predicament with which you have struggled for a long time. In that case, you must adopt a courageous, positive position of faith and then Stay motionless. Peace be still. Yes, your response may take some time to appear. Even though your request agrees with God's will, the answer may not always arrive immediately or without a hiccup. There is a devil that does not want you to know God's will for your life. You may also have to deal with your lack of faith, procrastination other things like that. Fear is clear about what its desires. It's not, it does not sway. Okay, let's read that again. Faith is clear about what it desires. It does not sway. It is immobile. Faith is frozen in place. So make your audacious faith declaration. God, this is your promise and I want your will for my life. I'm going to stay right here until I get it. You've got to demand what you want, believe what you want, believe what you pray in. As long as it's in the will of God, you know you have it. Just stand, don't move and wait. Your package will come right and right on by and land right where it's supposed to be. 
James gives the believers some specific instructions. Ask with confidence and in faith. We must be so confident in the appropriateness of our request that was prayed assertively and firmly. Believe that we shall receive what we ask. Our faith must be unwavering. You cannot be in doubt, meaning your lips say one thing while your heart believes another. You are not asking in faith if what you speak with your mouth and what you believe in your heart disagree. You're not asking with faith. James says that if we waver in our faith, we will not receive anything from the Lord. Have you ever prayed for something and found your prayer changed over time? Maybe you began praying for God to make you a millionaire. <laughs> and the manifestation took too long as God gave you wisdom for a witty invention that would change the world. You stopped believing for millions and then began asking God to meet your basic needs. Perhaps this is one of the reasons your prayer request has not been fulfilled. Maybe you have never put your faith in that particular need. Do you change your mind or waver in doubt about what you have asked God for every few days or perhaps every year? Certain answers to prayers can often take years to appear. That is why it is critical to concentrate and stay committed to your faith. You must stand motionless and proclaim, this is it. Faith stands still. I recommend you say this out loud, repeat it until the truth is firmly implanted in your heart. Faith stands still. Peace be still. Moving around and vacillating in your faith all the time makes it hard for God to bless you. However, when you decide, I believe God for this answer and I am not changing my position of faith about it, the answer will come. So based on God's promises and his word, decide what you desire and need today. Then recite a prayer of faith and resolve not to move until you see the manifestation. No matter how long it takes, remember that faith stands still. Wow. Yes, I have heard that many times. Peace be still. Let's reflect on that a little bit. Uh, but what are you in faith? What are you in faith? What are you in faith? Do you have scripture for it? If not, find a scriptural reference that supports what you are requesting from God. When trials come, you will have a foundation on which to stand. Yes. Good Lord. I hope this meat and potatoes has reached someone as we go through the 21 days, days of prayer and learn how to pray the correct way. Learn how to um, stand firm in our beliefs and wait for our answer. I'd like to close in prayer. And um, 
then we can go on and move on to the segment of Back to the Roots with Coach T. Father God, I'm sorry, Father, for the times I have professed my confidence in you, only to have later my convictions shaken by logic, emotion, or experience. I agree that wavering like like that constitutes being of two minds, and I will not receive anything from you. I know that pleasing you necessities faith on, on my part. To that end, I will choose to do what will make you happy. Father, knowing that you bless those who seek you with unwavering devotion, I have resolved and stand firm in my faith until the full manifestation of your blessing in my life is revealed. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're all in agreement, say amen. That concludes this segment of 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, uh, chapters 4 through 6. Let's get a word now from Coach T. Let her give us a little inspiration from her neck of the woods. Stay tuned. Okay, my little lovelies. It's time for that segment, Did You Know? Did you know, did you know, did you know? Well, now you know. Let's find out if you know or not. Did you know that ginger's nutritional value, known as zingaber, it's a flower plant that is closely related to the turmeric in cardamom, The underground stem of the ginger plant is known as the root. Well known for its medical properties, ginger packs a great punch with protein, fiber, potassium, vitamin A, C, and B, iron, and zinc. Other health benefits ginger helps with nausea, fungal infections, stomach ulcers, flu symptoms, sinus, respiratory health. Ginger should be in everyone's refrigerator. And if you take a little piece of that ginger and chew it, you've got phlegm and all that little itchy throat and stuff and scratching and all that. Chew on some ginger. Swallow all that juice. Yes, it's nasty, but I guarantee you, you will feel all that phlegm slide right off your throat and it'll clear your throat up in dates. Ginger root. Find it in the supermarket next to spinach, the beets, the all of that fresh stuff. Keep it in your refrigerator. It does more than just seasoned food. I'd like to give a spotlight shout out to a black entrepreneur, Rena and Genius, also known as Mama Fat Stacks. Can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Well, honey, if you like jewelry, unique jewelry, jewelry that speaks to your spirit, 
jewelry that is made from glass and gems and um, chakra beads and all of that that gives you energy and speaks to your soul. Well, Rita and Genius has it for you, love. And she is holding Dub Tuesdays. Everything is $20. She usually goes live, so catch her on Tuesdays and bring your dub with you. For all of those that don't know, a dub is $20. You will definitely find something that you will not see on anyone else's arm or neck. Or even on your backside, because I do believe she has clothes too. Check her out, Mama Fat Stacks, Rena and Genius Jewelry, on Facebook and Instagram. You will seriously be glad you did. Keep up the good work, Rena. See you Tuesday, girl. Tune in, everybody, because she got some stuff. You will be buying it. If you're anything like Auntie and like unique pieces, you will buy a couple of them. Spotlight, Rena and Genius, Mama Fat Stacks, Facebook, Instagram, on all platforms. Dub, 20, Dub Tuesdays, $20. Get your money together. Love ya. And now, a word from our co-host, Coach T, with her segment, Back to the Roots. She's going to bless us with uh, a nightly reading. Good, good evening, everyone. I wanted to share my night reading with you guys. Um, let me give you a quick backdrop. I've been reading the song of Solomon. And if you've ever read or heard about the song of Solomon, you know it is a romance. It's a romantic, um, I want to say it makes me feel like it's this romantic love story. Um, so many people have taken uh, from this book to create or pattern their marriages behind it, hoping that their marriages would last throughout or their relationships would last the way this romance is told. It is such a romantic, romantic, uh, a romantic book, right? But it really is talking about the love that God has for his church, you and I. And this romance, we call it romance, but he calls it love. This great love that he has with his church, you and I. And he almost puts it into a form of a relationship between a man and a woman and the intimacy of their relationship, of a relationship. It is so beautiful, this book is, right? We can forget it. Nobody's relationship is this good. That's how good the book is. But then, you know, we're not talking about us, natural people. We are really talking about God and the way he sees us and the way he relates to us, right? It's such a beautiful book. If you haven't read it, it is worth to read. And it is hard because you have to continue to remind yourself 
oh, this is God talking about me and not this romantic story. Anyway, so check this out in chapter 8, verse 6 and verse 7. Now remember, it is God talking to his church. And this is what he says. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals, there are coals of fire, which has most venom flames. Many waters cannot quench love. Neither can the flood drown it. If a man would give all substance of his house for love, it would utterly be content. And what he is saying when I do, as I'm studying it, as I'm going through my commentaries trying to break this thing down, check out what it says. It says, I want to say that invites us to set him as the seal on our hearts and the seal on our arms to give ourselves to love to him so that we might share in his eternal love. That is so wonderful. Listen to this. This is a reality for all earthly lovers, despite our love, despite the intensity, physical death is our future reality. And this is talking about love is as strong as death, right? It's saying that despite everything, the reality is that there is a physical death. Yet for the great lover and his bridegroom, Jesus Christ, physical death has been conquered through his death and resurrection. His love is indeed stronger than death. His passion truly is fierce than the grave. Ah, isn't that so good? Father, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for the book of Solomon, God, that teaches us this love that you have for us, God. And I love it so much, God, because this book is all about a covenant love, not emotional love. This is a covenant that you have bound yourself to us, God. Not by our words, God. Not by anything we do right, God. Not by anything other than this great love that you have for us. Father, I thank you for the love. This love, God, I have nothing to do with, God. This love comes strictly from you, God. I can take no credit for this love, God. I can take no credit for this covenant that you've made with us, oh God. We can take nothing from you, oh God, because it's all you. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you and we honor you for your precious word that continues to draw us closer to you, your word that continues to identify who you really are, God, that our minds could see you clearly, our eyes could see you clearly, our hearts could feel and see you clearly, God, only through your word. And we thank you, Father, in your son Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen, amen, y'all. 
That's the night we in. Have a great and peaceful night. Did you know that Anchor.fm is a solid platform to build your podcast life? Yep, Anchor has all you need to sound like a pro on the radio. Try it. Anchor.fm. You'll be glad you did. All right, all right, all right. That concludes another episode of Aunt Lee's Treasures, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, episodes four through six. We will be back tomorrow with episodes five through nine. Coach T and I would like to thank you. May the Father continue to bless you with the Holy Spirit as you journey uh, to be closer to him. Thank you again for listening to 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. See you later. We're going to let Kid Lee in her head, not the tail cut, take us home. Take it away, Kid Lee.